0: Hello and welcome to speedrun the fast uh yeah. I can right, Okay. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Hello and welcome to Speedrun the Fast Talking Video Game Podcast coming to you today straight from Dildo, Newfoundland. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Jamie, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> So well, I'm Jamie. I'm Jazzy. Oh, and God. I'm Saren. Saren is once again joining us for another Indie Game Showcase. This is this is Indie Game Showcase 2, 2 Indie, 2 Game.
1: By the way, Dildo Newfoundland is a real place. You should look it up.
2: It's very real <laughs> and it has a sign kind of like Hollywood, California, but it says Dildo in big block letters up on a hill and it makes me very happy.
1: It's fantastic.
2: There's shirts I, that read there's a little dildo in everyone.
0: <laughs> and you know, you know what the beautiful thing about the city is? What's that? We can talk about it. And this podcast is still technically SFW. Yeah.
2: Are you? Oh, yeah. No, that's is true. As a, I was about to say, like, hey, <laughs> what's up, Podbean affiliate sponsorship? We're safe for work.
0: Oh, that reminds <laughs> me. Uh, Speedrun is made possible in part by Podbean, the platform that literally hosts us and you can find us via the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever platform you want. But if you would like to make a podcast of your own, which you really should, it's a very fun hobby, uh, and we are super happy that Podbean uh, has done this affiliate deal with us, then you can get, uh, then you can get some great deals on paid hosting via Podbean by going to podbean.com slash or using the code SPEEDRUN when you do your thing there. My boyfriend just scuttled
2: like a crab across my office. He thought (laughs) the camera was on, so he was scuttling across the floor to retrieve his, and now he's going down the stairs like a gremlin. I love you too, sweetie.
0: (laughs) This is love. This is This is love.
2: No mimosa this time, but this is still love.
0: It's okay. But you know what we have instead of mimosas? What's that? Indie games. And speaking of love, I'm going to mention it, but one of the games I'm talking about today was uh, I would have never learned about if it weren't for my partner, but I'm not going to go first. I'm 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 going to be, I think you as our guest should go first, Saren.
1: Oh, snap. Okay. I I agree.
0: I have been playing some, uh, We're doing five minutes each, by the way. Okay.
1: Five minutes. Okay. I got Mm -hmm. this. I'm ready. So I have two major games that I've been playing recently. Um, The first is Yoku's Island Express. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard about this, but Yoku's Island Express is a 2D puzzle platform-y, like, Metroidvania-type game that has pinball mechanics.
2: Ooh!
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you play as this little beetle, um, and you come to this island, and you are... Uh, initiated into, like, the mailing service that exists on the island. And so you need to go around and, like, deliver mail to all the mailboxes. Um, but you also need to figure out what's going on with... Um, I forget their name exactly, but it's kind of like the god or the deity of this island has been, like, attacked by somebody called the God Godslayer. Um, and so you need to figure out what's going on with all that. So you kind of travel across the map using all these different, like, pinball mechanics because you can't jump... You cannot jump in this game, but there are different pinball paddles spread across the entire map that allow you to, to traverse the map, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's so unique, and it's so interesting, and so charming, and I cannot say enough positive things about this game, and you should definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah, that Excellent. sounds great. Is it yeah. still on Game Pass? Um, I'm not sure if it is on
0: Game Pass. I'm playing it on Steam. Uh, it was yes. a few months ago, and I can attest it is great, but I'm not sure if it still is
1: yeah it is fantastic though it was recently on sale and i picked it up and i do not regret it one bit um and then the next game uh that i wanted to talk about is called wizard of legend Ooh! Um, mm-hmm. wizard of legend is a roguelite game um it's very similar to uh like enter the gungeon if you've ever played that before um But it's kind of a top-down roguelike game where you play as a wizard that's going through these, like, trials where um, you need to prove yourself as a wizard. And so you can equip different spells in your different ability slots, and um, it's kind of procedurally generated levels, uh, and they're very, like, satisfying boss fights, and all the different spells are super unique and have, like, different elements and different power levels, and um, it's just a really satisfying game. I haven't gotten very far in it, so I'm not going to... Like, I, I don't know how the game really evolves over time, but it's, like, for the little bit of it that I've played so far, it is very, very satisfying. It also has a very, like, cool kind of, um, like, pixely, uh, like, retro look to it, so.
0: oh well, hell awesome.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, any other indies
1: you've been playing? Because uh, you still have two minutes on the clock. Oh, God, I've only taken up two minutes. Oh, geez. Uh- <laughs> I've taken up
0: taken up three.
1: Yeah, um, what else can I think of at the moment? Jeez. Uh, I'm also going to talk about Skull the Hero Slayer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had much opportunity to play this game either, but it looks like a fantastic roguelike game, um, and I'm very excited to dive into it. It's very similar to something like Dead Cells, um, but like the main character is this like cute little like uh, undead character, um, and I don't know, it just it looks fantastic. Uh, and another game that I want to play really, really soon is called Spirit Fair. Um, so I'm so excited for Spirit Fair uh, because I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but everybody I've talked to who has played it has said that it's absolutely beautiful, um, and all of the trailers look absolutely gorgeous and. The, like the trailer itself almost made me cry, but essentially it's a game about you being uh this character named Stella who's a spirit fair and uh creates these relationships with spirits around the world and helps them pass on
0: oh that's really beautiful yeah yeah like as so you're kind of like I, 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 it sounds to me almost like you're being a much less scary version of like the grim reaper almost
1: essentially yeah it's like it's very much so not dark like the grim reaper is um you're a very like cute and bubbly and happy character named stella and it has a lot of like management elements to it because you need to like take care of this ship that you sail around on and you can like create rooms for your different spirits and like cook meals for them and gather resources from different places you go to and so there's a lot of like kind of management sim type things that go on uh, in the game. But then there's also this like element of platforming and then like also just like the learning to say goodbye to these like friends you've made along the way. Can you,
2: can you offer me one moment to indulge my theater kid roots?
1: Sure. Yes. Indeed, Stella! Right home,
2: There we go.
0: I got it out of me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's a yeah, very beautiful like- game.
0: The game sounds really beautiful, and it I really—it uh, sounds really touching. Jazzy, would you like to go next?
2: I would. I don't have a lot to talk about, but I feel like I have enough to talk about to fill up five minutes here.
0: All right, then I'm starting a timer.
2: All right, I'm going to perpetuate the meme that Blizzard is an indie developer for one hot second. So just placate me. Um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> as I was get, prepping for the show, I was like screaming from the bathroom watching the trailer uh the trailer for Diablo 2 Resurrected literally dropped right before we started recording this episode on February 19th and I was like having a situation like freaking out cuz I've been waiting for Diablo 2 Resurrected for such a long time um mm-hmm. obviously not an indie game but again there's the meme that Blizzard is indie oh my favorite indie developer Blizzard but I just wanted to like touch on that because I, I need to share with the internet how excited I am. Um
0: look, uh, as someone who loves Diablo, I'm hype. I'm I'm freaking hype. I'm so,
2: so hype. Um but my actual answer is uh I've been looking into a lot of console homebrew. Oh, excuse me. It's John been Connerful. a very long day. It's been a very long day here. You doing okay, though? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm just tired. Um, I've been looking into a lot of console homebrew stuff lately. And um, in particular, there is a website called The New 8-Bit Heroes, and they have a program called NES Maker. And it is a fully complete NES game maker. Like, the engine, the graphics, start to finish the whole thing in one program, including an export button to flash it onto an actual nes cartridge and that is like amazing to me you can render to a rom or to a cart and that that's just so cool it's uh and i've been looking through all the different games that they have like for officially sponsored game jams and some of them look really good (laughs) and like so i've been digging through those roms and like playing a whole bunch of them and it's just so so cool so um and what's what's better is that the whole program uses 6502 assembly language. Um, yes, yes. And for those of you who don't, who aren't as much of a nerd as I am, 6502 is the type of processor that is within an NES and also is within an Apple II, and that is the type of processor and language that Richard Garriott used to program Ultima. Um, 6502 assembly is such a cool cool language from like the early days of computers and to be able to be given a tool that literally like a young adult or a teen could use and say like, here's this classic language for this classic console, everything you need in this nice little box in this little cute kit, everything you need to make your own NES game. Here you go. Um, That's fantastic. That's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. And it technically was designed and programmed by an indie development team so i'm going to i'm going to slide that one in there on the on the very large technicality because it's a game engine and not a video game itself but a lot of you that know me know that i'm very much into like the development and production side more than like the playing side so that just well, it like could be.
1: it could be used as a tool to make indie games too right so yeah. exactly 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 wow.
0: Uh, also, uh, I'm just going to slide this in now. If people want to learn more about uh, like old school uh, programming languages and stuff, uh, this is I guess somewhat... I It's not exactly assembly language, but it's related. But uh, the 8-bit guy last week did a really great video on uh, how machine language works on old computers.
2: Yes, I watched that video today. It's so good. So good. I I was like watching him do all the stuff like the little dots demo and they're bouncing around the screen like the dvd player logo i was just like oh it's so cool and he did a comparison of the speed between assembly language versus basic and it is so cool it's so cool i could talk for hours about this but i think i'm starting to run up against my time limit and i want to be conscious of everyone's schedule so i'm going to i will secede the rest of my time back to the fine people from america and Canada.
0: I was going to say but you have a full 22 seconds left. Okay.
2: No, 22 that,
0: seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so before I restart that timer, uh I've done something I yeah, that that nice was the opening my MacBook.
2: <laughs> I was going to uh, say I had I had two more Telegram bloops because for some reason I I said, don't send me notifications. And Telegram
0: was like, oh, what if I send you notifications?
2: And I was like, please don't on the program.
0: So I'm going to start my timer. I have to be very conscious because I have five different games I'm talking about, four of which were sent to me by devs. The first, however, that was suggested to me by my wonderful fiance, Elliot. This first one is a game for Nintendo Switch called R.I.P. Rest in Pieces for Nintendo Switch. I got it back around Halloween on sale. So in this game, you're in this Tim Burton-esque, like, nightmare-looking world. And you're controlling a glass doll suspended at the end of a rope as it's being pulled through a stage by, like, some lovecraftian horror. Ooh. And you have to swing the rope around to use, to collect, like, keys and gems with this doll. Of course, being a glass doll... If you hit anything at all, you shatter and it's game over. There's like 12 different stages. You can actually customize your dolls. You can unlock a bunch of them. There's uh, the type of horror that's pulling you around changes every uh, three stages. So to start off, you know, you might have a Cthulhu-esque thing, or you might have a giant squid, or you might have like a giant Yeti-like thing. It's really cool, though. I really like it. Next up is Summer Catchers, another game on the Switch, and the one game that I really wish I could have sunk more time into out of all of these because it's so unique. Uh, So I was sent a code for Summer uh, summer Catchers by the devs, who actually reached out to me. uh, And I was originally not sure if I was going to take it or not, but I saw that the devs, much like me, are based on Vancouver Island. So this is a 2D road trip adventure combat racing game. And I've really never played anything like this. Uh, There's a ton of customization options. The pixel art style is great. The OST is dope. The title screen looks like the cover to a synthwave album, and I want a poster of it. Uh, Some of the stages are a little empty feeling obstacle-wise, but it's never dull to look at. Summer Catchers, it's beautiful. It's also on Steam. Check it out. I'm certainly going to play more of it uh, once we're done recording today. Uh, the next game is also on Switch. This is Gemini. It was sent to me by developer Cubite, and it's a game that, with the name and, like, the Gem-style logo, I thought it'd be, like, a Bejeweled clone. It's not. It's a retro-style, like, old-school, wave-based, overhead action-adventure game, and it has a pretty good soundtrack, too. Uh, think of, like, Robotron meets, like, old-school Zelda, and that's how it plays. Like, a twin-stick setup, but you have a sword. And though you aim with the right trigger, you still have to like, physically press a button to swing the sword. Uh, Some of the stages really do drag on, but most of them are really fun and I really think it's such a unique experience. I'm glad I was sent. And again, the soundtrack is dope. I would totally buy an LP of this. The fourth and final Switch game is one that was sent to me the longest time ago, and I apologize for the devs for, for taking so long. And this is Golden Force. A game that's uh, very Sega-based, and despite the name Golden Force, it really has nothing to do with, say, Shining Force. Uh, it's a pirate-themed uh, action-platforming, like almost beat-em-up style game with, with how it works. Uh, imagine a mix between like one of Capcom's DD beat-em-ups, like Shadow over Mistara, but then like putting in elements of Gunstar Heroes and Mega Man into it. And even Shantae, because of the pirate themes and really one of the characters looks a lot like Shantae. Uh, I really adore this game. It feels really fast paced. It's beautiful. It's actually, uh, you ever play a game where like whenever you hit an enemy, you feel like a little bit of a punch from it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, like the feedback.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that. It, it kind of like Gunstar Hero meets Shantae meets uh, Capcom's D&D. Beat em ups meets Mega Man Zero, especially Mega Man Zero with some of like, the aesthetic things and the like, uh, fact there's a lot of dashing going around and slashing going around. Uh, the more I played played this one, the more I loved it. I loved how each world is an island. My favorite bit is the fact there's a really cool combo system. But moving on to the final one, this is the only game I haven't talked about, or this is the only game I'm talking about today that I didn't play on Switch. And this is Natsuki Chronicles. Uh, on P- PS4, that's how I played it, which means you can also play on PS5, and it's on Xbox One as well. I, I can't tell if this one's truly an indie game since Rising Star uh, published it, but it—I can't—or if it's just budget. But you know what? It's still cool. It's a shoot 'em up. Uh, it's developed by Cute, but it was published by Rising Stars. I said in a note who, funnily enough, were the same people who published Hello Kitty Cruises. All-, all things they sent me a code. It's not a bullet hell, but still pretty tough. Though there is a lot of really cool difficulty settings. There's a neat shooting system here, where despite being a horizontal shmup, you have an upgradable front and back guns, and also a really cool like rotating shield you can toggle with the R trigger. And uh, yeah, uh, that's timer. But the last thing I have to say is what's really especially weird about it is if you're playing in arcade mode, you have you start off with no credits, even though you only have one lock. On uh one, one live. But then you have to unlock more credits, and the more you play, the more credits you get to use. But it's still a really fun, high score based game. That's not Stee Chronicles. I just talked about five games, roughly five minutes. <sighs> How'd I do, y'all? Perfect. Amazing, good job. Thank you. Am I a real gamer now?
1: You have exemplified the speedrun energy. I love yes. it. Indeed.
0: Thank you. Uh, before we end off. Ash in particular, is there anything since you're the guest, is there anything you'd like to add? Wait, who's Ash? I'm oh, sorry, Saren. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you did, did, did the rebrand recently. Cancelled.
1: Yes. Yeah, Canceled. so um what was the question again? I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, uh, is there is there anything you'd like to add uh to any of the games we've talked about today?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Um, Yeah, I talked about all the ones that I wanted to talk about, and it's incredible to hear about all the different games that you talked about. Uh, That one that you talked about that was, like, pirate-themed sounds really, really cool, and I want to check that out for sure.
0: Fantastic. I really love it. If you love old-school 16-bit run-and-guns-slash-platformers-slash-beat-'em-ups, it really feels like a mix of all of those. You will Mm -hmm. love it. That sounds super fun. Jazzy, is there anything you would like to add before we end off?
2: I think I'm all good, but check out your local, uh, and when I say local, I mean just your internet scenes for, uh, just check out uh, indie development homebrew retro console scenes because they're awesome.
0: Yes. We, to, we should get like Adam Korolik on sometime talk Dreamcast. I would love Adam Korolik on the show. I will email him if I can. If I can find his email, because yeah, I would love that. I'd love to talk Dreamcast homebrew. But you know what else I'd love to hear? Saren, would you like to plug where people can find you on the internet? Haha, that was a good transition there. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Um, so uh, I go by the Gecko Guild pretty much everywhere. If you want to come and uh, chat with me on twitch.tv Gecko thegeckoguild, I'll be there playing indie games and other sorts of games. Currently, I'm currently, or wow, I almost said currently, I'm currently. Currently, I am playing through Spyro, uh, the Reignited Trilogy, which is definitely not an indie hey. game, but it's it's a fantastic game and definitely one that's, like, close to my heart. Uh, and also, I'm thirsting all over all the dragon daddies in that game because for some reason, all the <laughs> dragons in that game that you save are ridiculously attractive. I I'm don't so know why. Glad. I've been wanting to talk about the <laughs>
2: fucking daddy factor of all those dragons, but I yes. have not had
1: an excuse to be horny on
2: main on this podcast yet. <laughs>
1: Um, But anyways, uh, so you can find me on Twitch, you can find me on YouTube, Uh, I'm currently working on a new YouTube video, I go by the same name there, The Gecko Guild. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter by the same name, I have a Discord community called The Gecko Guild. Yeah, come hang out with me, come play games with us.
0: And of course, Speedrun is part of Stuff We Play. If you'd like to support the podcast and help us keep the, the video game lights on, that's a hard for games reference. Then back us on patreon.com slash StuffWePlay. Get extra perks, get episodes a week early, get your name in the credits of StuffWePlay videos on YouTube. You can also join the StuffWePlay Discord server. And if you have ideas or suggestions for future episodes, then you can contact me or Jazzy directly, uh, respectively at jamie at stuffweplay.com or jazzy at stuffweplay.com. And again, thank you to Podbean for giving us the affiliate link. You go to uh, podbean.com slash speedrun to check that out. Jazzy, did I forget anything?
2: You got the freaking hard for games songs stuck in my head. They're so hard. They're hard for games. They're so games. hard. Oh, They're oh, hard, oh, for hard for games.
0: So on that note, thank you very much for listening. Stay classy and we'll see you next time. Bye.